listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven, where we will be discussing chapter 10, City of Bones. In City of Bones. In City of Bones. Is Insidious. that what it is? In City? No. <laughs> the book is called City of Bones, and oh. the chapter is also <laughs> called <Duh>. City of Bones. <laughs> We are going to jump into it with Robin's recap. Last time on Downloader Dish. Jace, Clary, and Simon make their way to the Institute via subway. Simon accompanies them inside, where Church takes them to Isabel, who is cooking soup in the kitchen. She is angry at Jace for bringing Simon, and Jace tells her about Pangborn and Blackwell. Jace and Clary go find Hodge in the greenhouse and tell him all the deets about that evening's adventures. Hodge takes him to the library, where he explains the circle and that he was a member. He also drops a complete bomb that Clary's mother was that Clary's mother that Clary's mother was a member and married to Valentine. Dun dun dun. B time again. I knew it. <laughs> you did. You Rubbing did. it in. So chapter 10 picks up right where chapter 9 left off. Um, (laughs) Chapter 9 was slow and hard. We apologize. Yeah. Chapter 10 is fast and soft. Stop it. (laughs) Dig yourself out of that space. (laughs) All right. So they're still in the library. Hodges just dropped this major truth bomb and Clary is rightfully shooketh. Naturally, both Jace and Clary start freaking out and talking at the same time. They're like, what the hell? That was like our first three episodes of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for listening. Um, so Hodge tries to reel him back in. Um, and, of course, he, because he is embodying a super old man, even though he's only in his, like, 40s. Oh, do they actually say his age? He's, like, the same age as Jocelyn. Oh, right. Okay. And Clary keeps looking at this guy and like, why is he so old, like acting and looking when he's not supposed to be that old? But of course, he's like, children, children. (laughs) And Clary takes offense um, and declares that she's not a child and then promptly behaves like one, as per usual. She is so like um, talk show host. Uh, that's not what I meant. It's like Ricky Lake. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like Maury the guests. Is wrong. Oh, oh, Ricky, oh like, that's yeah. What I mean. Yeah. Okay. I'm thirteen. You I'm don't grown. know me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm grown. What What did that chick say? Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> yeah. But that was on Dr. Phil. Yeah. That, I'm that's... talking about Maury when we were in middle school. I was thinking Maury She's too. like, I smoke weed, drink vodka, and something, something. And I'm pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's she's brat. She's acting like a child. And it's annoying. It is. We're okay. still in a fight. Okay, you and Clary. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can see him saying Clary's a child because she is mm-hmm. at this point. But it's very annoying that when it's convenient, Jace needs to act like a grown-up shadow hunter, literally murder demons. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you murder demons, slay demons. 
Mm-hmm. But then, on you know, the same tune, it's like, you're a child, you're a baby, you don't act like that, listen to what I say, respect me. I don't know, I do that with my kid. I mean, he's 19 and I'm like, he wants to live here, I want him to, you know, take out the trash. And then my husband breaks it to me that he's talking to his friends about moving out and I'm almost in tears. You're just a baby. How are you going to move out? So, But you're not being condescending to him. Okay. You're you're mothering him because you love That's him. That's true. This would be like if um, he said that he wanted to go out Friday. And then you're like, no, you're a child. You can't make your own decisions. Okay, that's fair. See, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I can't, because I can't separate my future knowledge from my, from current. the current. Yes. So it's, it's kind of hard. But also, Hodge is his teacher. So your teachers would always say, kids, 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 no matter if you were in high school or not. Okay. Maybe, I mean, and your dad head, still calls British, you kiddo. So children. Children. Your dad calls everybody kiddo. Wow. Yeah, but I think it's it's more the context of uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Children, children, yeah. It sounds very belittling when he's expected to be. You're right. Or I think the way it I took like it. It seems like an ass-backwards way to like. Well, the way I took it was he was saying that they were being childish. But maybe I'm in the wrong spot. I think you're in the wrong spot. Because all he says is children, children. Like, because they're talking over each other. Gotcha. Like, chill, bro. Yeah. And then Clary's like, I'm not a child. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I feel bad. I'm hating on Clary so much. I do like her later. I really, really liked her, obviously, the first time I read this. Mm-hmm. I don't really have it. I mean, she's a I, little annoying. But. Honestly, I think it's a. I think it's an age thing. I think it's because I'm older and because I'm a mother. I'm just like, bitch, <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at first, Clary refuses to believe that her mother could have been involved in this cult-like group, let alone married before her father. Because she's like, my mother was never, my mother didn't have an ex-husband. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, your mom's going to bring up the fact that she was married to some psycho who tried to overthrow an entire government system to implement his diabolical diabolical racial purity plan. That'd go over well. In a world that she's never even heard of. Right. Like, <laughs> like when, when is she going to bring it up? Yeah. Just Do you like the broccoli? Day. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> guess what I was a part of? Right. Come on now. Well, and she's only 15. Maybe at some point her mom planned on telling her her later. I I think that's what her and Luke were fighting about. I I, I don't think her mom was ever planning on... She was like, I'm just going to avoid this as much as possible. I don't know if I would tell my kid if I was a part of something like that either. I would. Well, because I would be too fearful that it would come back to bite me in the ass. And so I would want them to have all the information. Because that's... Where the portal is. Yeah. And... (laughs) All of the information we've talked about the before. The escape route. Yes. The fire I would want drill. to like make sure because that's in my head. I'm like the only way that you can be safe is to be prepared. Are you a prepper? Doomsday. Okay, I have thought about every scenario ever. I'm just I'm neurotic. How many cans of peaches do you have in your garage? Peaches? I don't know. I just feel like that's what people can. Although I do, I do know how to grow and store food without refrigerator, refrigeration or electricity. Oh, like on the hundred. Well, I'm, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm I'm really getting into gardening. I really like it. But anyway, yeah, homesteading is, like, where it's at. You have the space for that. That's cool. I'm excited. Anyway, um, so the more Clary thinks about it, she's starting to, you know, come to the realization that her mom has been lying about 
X, Y, and Z, like, what else has she been lying about? She doesn't know her mom at all. She only knows this fake facade of the person that her mom has shown her. She has no idea who she was and really, like, what she stood for. Like, all of these things are coming to question. It's like, what part of your personality is real? Yeah. Do you think maybe she's liking her more or, like, mad at her for not sharing or, like... Like, do you think she's thinking she's a, oh, my mom's a badass. Like, this is neat. No. no I think she's pissed. I, I would think, yeah. I think she's like, what kind of monster Ooh. is she? Ouch. I she think, doesn't know. She's been lying to her. I think that if she found out the information in a different setting, mm-hmm. she might be more receptive. Mm-hmm. But she keeps looking like a fool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she, and her mom didn't lie. It's, I, I mean, lie by omission. But I don't think she actually fibbed. I mean, is omission yeah. omitting but, lying? But her, but her mom lied to her about why her parent, like you know, like she lied she, to her about her, why they were going to Luke's, right? Because she was saying that she was stressed out and she needed and to get away. Whenever she asked Luke's about farmhouse. her family or her past, or you know, she's and she's put these things in place to deceive her daughter, and she's starting to realize that. Mm-hmm. So she's okay. like, what the hell? Well, and I obviously am crazy pants. Yeah. But just on top of it, it's like you keep. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. It's fine. Or this maybe is more like a Amanda thing. Like it's mm-hmm. bad enough that I'm finding out all these terrible secrets. But now I have an audience right. to go yeah. through it. And I keep defending this woman. And she keeps. Well, it seems like Hodge knows a lot more about her than mm-hmm. even Clary knows about her. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got a sting. And Hodge tries to kind of ease some of that by explaining that the members of the circle didn't realize how crazy Valentine was until it was almost too late. And when they did finally come to their senses, many of them left the group, like Jocelyn, um, and the first of whom being Luke. Lucian. So, Lucian. Lucian. Whatever, he means Luke. She she knows she she in her head translates it to Luke. <laughs> I just like the name Lucian. No, Lucian. It reminds me too much of Lucius. Lucifer is what I think of. Mm. So, <clears throat> at least there's that little bit of like recompense for her to kind of like. Well, at least they left, right? So point, they're not yeah. evil. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But at the same time, it's like, if he was, if that's too crazy, what was, like, mildly crazy? Yes. Like, those fundamentals, regardless of how, like, they still feel wrong, no matter how, like, little, like, ugh. It feels icky. Yeah. Icky is a good word. I agree. He doesn't go in. Does he say when they leave? Does he go into it? Because maybe it's like, they drew up that oath and she's like, I'm out. I agree. Like, they did she actually... Well, it says she had a hand in writing it, right? That's kind of how Hodge, he breaks it to Hodge her. Did. Yeah. Hodge had a hand in writing it. Oh, okay. And he just adds, like, and your mom was there? I, I don't remember. I feel like... Was there a picture? That's not till later. Okay. There's more information later. At this point, all we know is that Jocelyn left the circle at some point and Luke was the first one to lead okay. leave shortly followed by Jace's father Michael Wayland. So at least 
Oh, I didn't even think about that, that Clary's parent, like Clary and Jace's parents knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least dad. Yeah, they were all like the whole group. And that's when we start to, and, and Hodge starts to kind of explain, he starts to kind of unravel it because the Lightwoods were also in the circle. So Alec and Isabel's parents, but they didn't leave. They stayed true to Valentine up until the uprising. Um, and then they basically surrendered. Um, at the Accords Hall. At the Accords Hall, yeah. Okay. During the battle. Lay down your weapons. Ooh, I like that. Um, and of course, this is all news to Jace, too. Oh, was that a different band? <laughs> I thought that was later. No. <laughs> Amanda forgot she had her button. I thought you might have been spoiling something from later or something. No. no that was Goofball, just me. stupid dork. Stupid, sorry. No. no. Stupid. So this is, of course, news to Jace as well. He has, like, no frame of reference because, again, the Clave has destroyed all evidence of this uprising because they're embarrassed by it. So instead of learning from our mistakes, we're doomed to repeat history. Thanks. Idiots. Um, (laughs) Hodge and the Lightwoods, uh, Hodge explains that he and the Lightwoods cooperated with the Clave um, on the investigation tracking down members of the circle who had fled, who were still loyal to Valentine. Um, and for their efforts, they were granted clemency to an extent. So Hodge was given um, the harshest sentence, I guess I would say. He was exiled to the New York Institute, um, and a curse was placed on him by the clave um, that he's not allowed to leave the Institute. Um Maris and Robert Lightwood, uh, Alec and Isabel's parents, um, they were also exiled to the New York Institute. However, they are allowed to come back to Alicante for um, official business only. So they're not allowed to live in their home country. They are exiled, but they still have enough. They still have contact, whereas Hodge is never allowed back into the glass city. What official business? Do you really trust them to be doing I was anything? thinking the same thing. Why would you want them doing any... Well, I think because they... And I'm... There's more information later on down the road. But I think because they helped with the investigation, they, they realized the error of their ways. They were married. They had a small child. I... In my head, and I know I'm filling in blanks, but in my head, I think their argument is, we had a small kid, like, we didn't know what he was going to do if we left. Because it was like a cult situation. So, I think that there's a little, and because they helped after the fact, they identified members, you know, and and they they cooperated. So, it's like when you cooperate with the cops. Like, you might have been in on a bad thing, but, like, maybe you get cut a deal if you cooperate, right? I would always cut a deal. Just remember You're that. a rat. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, like, but, but what you said about, like, official business in Al- Alicante, I think it's, like, voting. I mean, it's their governing body. So I'm sure, and the way I see the Institute heads is as, like, ambassadors. So you think they're running the Institute? They are running the Institute, yes. The three of them? Yes. Well, yes. Maris and Robert are, and Hodge is the tutor there. So they go back for institute business. Yeah. Just government, because they're government 
employees, basically. Makes more sense. Yeah, I still think that I wouldn't trust them. I think just make them all stay there. Silly. Giving people different punishments when they did the same thing. Come on. It's silly forgiving (laughs) people for something they did 16 years ago. It's so silly. Well, it's not fair that Hodge has to stay. He seems like a nice dude. But we don't know. I guess. We don't know how far he was Maybe involved. Maybe like that bird. We also don't know when during the uprising they surrendered. Well, they did. They were last, right? Didn't it say? It doesn't say. It just okay. says. Okay, I thought that. They, they didn't leave the circle before the uprising. So they may <clears throat> have just dropped their weapons and been like, we're not going to do this. I, okay. Isn't it kind of like a, like a Shia surprise, if you will? <laughs> <laughs> Shia surprise. Like, we're attacking. Shy mm-hmm. surprise. And then maybe Maris were like, nope, I'm out, bro. Like, I thought this. <coughs> so sorry. It's okay. Like, I thought this was all talk. Do you mean? Like, they didn't realize they were actually going to go through with it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, the story is being recounted by Hodge, mm-hmm. who gets to pick what he says happened. That's true. So maybe he did more dirt that he's just not... Well, and Hodge does seem a little bit bitter about the Maris and Robert situation and the discrepancy between their punishments. Um, And so that does make me wonder, maybe there's a little bit more to the story. Like, did Hodge fight in the uprising? And did Maris and Robert not fight in the uprising? Because I feel like that would make a difference. Yeah, I I think it would too. Mm -hmm. You know, so, because that does seem like a very harsh punishment for somebody who surrendered. So it's like, at what point did you surrender? Okay. Did you take up arms against other shadow hunters? Because that's kind of the greatest law that they have i guess when i asked the question i thought that they were the last ones mm. so i was like that's not fair but i hear what you're saying yeah but it's not at the same but time again, we don't have any answers yeah i mean this is all just guessing it's not like robert and maris get to go frolic and have fun and play and they, they get to go back for business and come back and, and they had to leave their home because they lived in Alicante. Oh, right. And that was where okay. they were born and raised. So that was their home. So they, they were exiled from their home. And all of their children. Yeah. They can't grow up there either. So oh, I Alec- thought you meant they were banished from their children. I'm like, no. I thought they just had the two. Okay. No, sorry. so Alec and Isabel and Max can't go back there either. Right. But Alec was the only one alive at the time. Okay. He was a, ba- he was a squalling baby. Okay, they can go back. But they can't live there because their parents don't live there. And they can only go back on official business. So they can't go back to visit when they want. It's only when they're called back by the government. Just them or their children? Do their children also have their, to be called back? I guess maybe their we'll children, get into that. They bear no cross. No. I guess that's a weird way to say that. No, but their children don't. But, like, they're not going to just be like, bye, kids. Like, <laughs> okay. You guys stay here with your auntie. We're going to go live at the New York Institute. You're going to go to Europe. Well, yeah. I just mean in the future, if they ever decide to live yeah, there. Yeah, their kids can. Their kids aren't punished. Okay. Um, so, Clary asked the question that is on all of our minds. Um, if he knew Jocelyn from back in the day, why didn't he say something? Right? Right. And so, I'm going to read Hodges. Hodge's response, which is bullshit, but okay. So Clary says, why didn't you tell me before, she said, that my mother was married to Valentine. You knew her name. 
I knew her as Jocelyn Fairchild, not Jocelyn Frey, said Hodge. And you were so insistent on her ignorance of the shadow world. You convinced me it could not be the Jocelyn I knew. And perhaps I did not want to believe it. But no one would wish for valentine's return he shook his head again when i sent for the brothers of the bone city this morning i had no idea just what news we would have for them he said when the clay finds out valentine may have returned that he is seeking the cup there will be an uproar i can only hope it does not disrupt the accords bull shit yeah okay hurt by clary's own self Expression. She is a carbon copy of her mother. Mm-hmm. She's a spitting image. Right. You know her name's Jocelyn. You've heard them say that the demons are, are mentioning Valentine twice now. You didn't put two and two together. I call bullshit. And I call bullshit that I just didn't want to believe it. You're a liar. You are a liar. Yes. He's an academic he all he does is think he can't go nowhere there's nothing to distract him he just sits up there with his fucking bird and listens and thinks so why do you think he would do that maybe he didn't want to have to out about the clay the clave the circle maybe he wanted to keep it it. secret and I, i i think he's kind of how do i say this without being derogatory. I believe that Hodge is a coward. And I think he is scared of Valentine and what that means, like him being back and I stuff. Think rightfully and, so. and I think he, he doesn't he know. Snitched. I, I think he doesn't know which way to go. Because he doesn't I don't think I don't think he abandoned the circle out of the kindness of his heart. I think he just went with whatever was not going to get him killed. Okay. Because I think he's a coward. And I, and I don't think he has any, like, strong loyalties to anyone other than his own ass. Well, it's funny. We were talking about Clary. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn saying over Broccoli, hey, by the way. Right. That's basically what just happened to Jace. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Hodge is his father, but it's a, you know, a... It's parental sort uh-huh. of teacher. So if I realize that he is the sort of the mentor, but now that I realize, I guess I'm putting it together as we're talking, that um, Alec and Isabel's parents live there as well. I imagine both of their parents are helping teach these kids as well. So maybe they don't rely on Hodge as much as I was thinking. But he just also found out that his, his dad, dad, who's his adoptive parents. And his own father. And his father were also, yeah. and his adoptive parents did not leave like his father did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so not every adult in his life who's alive still was in this like cult and like didn't leave until they were forced to. How hard would that be if Michael and I can't, I can't remember his name. Robert. Robert were parabatized. Right. And Michael left and Robert didn't. Oh, right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, I want to get into I know. things. Yep. Whatever. We'll move, okay, we're we going to move on. We're going to move on before I start spoiling things. Um, so, so Isabel interrupts their conversation. Perfect <laughs> fucking timing. Um, announcing dinner. Um, and Jace and Hodge are both like, uh, thanks but no thanks. 
I'm not hungry. <laughs> and Hodge tries to be like, I had a big breakfast, I mean, lunch, so I don't need dinner. I and- ate three days ago. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and she tells them that she, of course, threw out the nasty soup and ordered Chinese. And I love what she sa- She says, I ordered Chinese from that place downtown. They are in New York. What do you mean that place downtown? Like there's only one Chinese food place downtown in New York? Really? Yeah. Every time I read this, I get just get so hungry. They they do talk about food a lot. Yeah. I really want good Chinese food. We don't have any we around don't. here. We just don't. And so then uh, we get a brief interaction between Isabel and Clary um, because Isabel basically told Jace that he's a shitty liar. And Clary's like, is that true? Like, oh any little nugget of information about the golden boy, and she's all about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Dog panting, is what absolutely. that was. Absolutely. <laughs> and Isabel tells her that Jace doesn't lie, not about important stuff, and that you better be careful if you ask him a question, because he's he'll tell you, like, the hard truths, so you better be ready for the answer. And I think... At least if I was Clary, that would translate in my mind to don't be vulnerable with him because he will shut your ass down so quick. Yeah. Do I look fat in this dress? And he'd be like, yes. Yes. (laughs) I need someone in my life that will lie to me. But I also need people like you guys that won't. Right. I need Andy to tell me I look good. I need you guys to tell me the truth. Right. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't want my husband to be like, no, that doesn't look good on you. Uh I want you to love everything that I'm in because you love me. Yes. (laughs) Remember? Yeah. (laughs) Never forget that. (laughs) Our oath of marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Their their conversation is cut briefly short, and they go and have dinner, and they fill in Alec and Isabel and Simon on the whole Valentine-Jocelyn circle thing they do leave out the lightwoods being involved in the circle they actually did talk about it over broccoli and they they really did <laughs> beef and broccoli right <laughs> so good except not the beef part but whatever mm-hmm. um it's still good <laughs> sorry so the one thing that i just can't understand is how we glazed over the fact that simon is just chilling as they're talking about like the Biggest secret, the freaking shadow hunter governing the clave has, like, had in the last, like, 20 years. They've literally gone to the extent to, like, destroy documents related to it. But we're just going to let this mundane, like, have some freaking fried rice with us as he listens in on the greatest horror of our society like are you joking me right now we all know he's not listening he totally is he's busy but it it was just weird that like we don't get anything from hodge being like who's this guy he's just like totally accepts it he's like yes oh that's a good point isabel has a problem she's like he's gonna be mad and then they haven't talked about it we don't hear anything about it that's funny it's so weird she's a little tattletale maybe he's gonna be pissed it's really me yeah she's really the one that's mad (laughs) right quit projecting isabel yeah and Clary is super pissed that Simon is hanging on every one of Isabel's words. I told you. He's not paying attention. He's just watching her. He is so goo-goo. He's like, he's like a cartoon with like the tongue that just like kind of like rolls out. And he's just like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clear she's jealous. But my question to you guys is why? 
Do you think she's jealous of Simon being interested in another girl? Or do you think she's just jealous that it's Isabel and not, and like somebody that she already feels inferior to? I think it's both. I think it's the fact that it's another girl because she also had this inner struggle when they were at the, what was it called? Java Jones. Java Java Jones. Jones. She, she didn't seem as mad though. She, she seemed surprised. Yeah, she wasn't angry. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I think she doesn't like Isabel and she's mad at Simon because she wants him on her team. Mm. Hating Isabel with Amanda. Me. Do you also think that maybe she just enjoys the attention that Simon gives her? And when he's looking at Isabel that way, he's not giving her that attention? I don't know if she'd be focused on that because she's so focused on Jason that way. But like subconsciously. Yeah, like that's normally why, like, that's like what he's underneath, doing to me. Underneath the, like, she doesn't like Isabel. So, of course, she's going to be lying to herself and telling herself that that's why she's being all bitchy. Okay. But, like, underneath it all, do you really think it's because she she enjoys the attention and now she's not getting that attention? And Jace isn't going to give her that attention. Like, I kind of feel it's like, like, it's like one of those dynamics where she wants it's like when somebody else calls your best friend their best friend you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and you're like a teenager and you're like that's like my whole life like before you become an adult and realize that like everyone has a life like (laughs) I'm sorry sorry I had to just cut this whole thing no 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 it was good I'm just leave it in I'm just making funny well like underneath it all no I I agree with you I think it also has to do I'm trying not to say likes. <laughs> Me too. I just said it like three times. Fuck. <laughs> In the second chapter, when Simon wants Clary to go with him to Java Jones again, she's, I was going to say the wrong name. It's Java Jones. She's like, I can't. No, I can't. No, my mom's going so bad. I can't. <laughs> and it's almost like she like is wants him to... No, you got to come. No, you got to be there. You know, I'll come over and ask. Okay. She likes the attention. I think she really did it. So she maybe really does realize, even though she's playing stupid, that he does have a crush on her. Well, and she, do you think that she's the, like, alpha friend? Mm-hmm. And well, Simon's the beta? Mm-hmm. Yes. But although we've also discussed, Simon clearly has other friends. He does. And it, we haven't seen any of Clary's other friends. Clary doesn't have any other friends. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I think she makes it clear. Like, she doesn't have any other friends. It's just Simon. Is it because she has a terrible personality? Oh, I don't know. We're in a fight just because of that. So maybe. <laughs> I love I love that I'm, like, legitimately, I'm taking it serious. <laughs> We're having issues, man. Oh, We're about to go rounds. That is great. As they're discussing all of the happenings and all of the things that Hodge told them over Mushu Pork, Isabel says that she thinks it's romantic that the psychotic warlord came back for his wife, Jocelyn. Because she's depraved. I'm an idiot. And she's sipping boba tea, which yeah. just makes me not like her. See, she and I are fighting. <laughs> because of the boba tea? No, I just don't like her so far. She's a brat. Yeah. What about you? I, I'm i having a hard time separating this Isabel from later Isabel. I said Isabel. <laughs> Isabel? <laughs> this Isabel from later Isabel. And I really like later Isabel. Okay. Yeah. 
so I can't. It's interesting to come back and read the first book because these characters do grow so much throughout the series and they develop. And so in book one, they're like really teenagers and haven't really been through it. And as you go through the books and through the series, you see them change and develop based on, you know, the experiences that they have. Okay, so these characters are going to remain throughout the Shadow Hunters, Shadow Hunters, Shadow Hunters, like this set of three throughout the Mortal Instruments, which is six books. Okay, cool. So I wanted to read. So Isabel is like, it's so romantic, whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to read Jace's response because it's just so sassy. I love him so much. That whole business about Clary's mother being married to Valentine, said Isabel. Jason Hodge had filled her in, though Clary noted that both had left out the part about the Lightwoods having been in the circle and the curses the Clave had handed down. So now he's back from the dead and he's come to look for her. Maybe he wants to get back together. I kind of doubt he sent a Ravener demon to her house because he wants to get back together, said Alec, who had turned up when the food was served. Nobody asked him where he'd been, and he hadn't offered the information. He was sitting next to Jace across from Clary and was avoiding looking at her. It wouldn't be my move, Jace agreed. First the candy and flowers, then the apology letters, then the ravenous demon hordes. In that order. So I just, I loved that little exchange. It gave us a little bit of Alec and his capabilities of smartassery. So they get back on track and finally ask the question that we've been waiting for. Why does Valentine want the Mortal Cup? Why is he so dead set on this particular freaking particular historical artifact? Because that's at this point, that's all Clary knows it to be. So Hodge, Hodge's explanation is a doozy. Basically, Valentine is such a freaking sociopath That he's willing to use the mortal cup on any human he can find to build his army. Even though there's only a 20% survival rate for the ascension using the cup. The way Valentine sees it, the deaths of the other 80% are payment for the protection from the shadow world that the mundanes have enjoyed thanks to the shadow hunters. And everyone's just kind of like... What? Yeah. <laughs> like, and Hodge is like, I know because that was his plan. That's what he told us. I'm like, and you still stay, bro? like, do it, bro. Was he, like, super matter-of-fact when he explained it? I think he was. I think he was just kind of like... I feel like I also want to listen to the audiobook to get the... Like, the acting portion uh-huh. of it, yeah. Like, maybe I'll listen after I've read it. Um. Obviously, naturally, everyone's horrified. Isabel even is like, that's... Murder. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, make yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. It is murder. Jace wants to form a plan to stop Valentine because, you know, he's invincible. But Hodge is like, absolutely not. You're not doing anything. You're not getting involved. We're going to let the clave handle Valentine. And I, I wrote, yeah, okay, sure. That's totally what's going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They are the experts. You're still a kid, but that's not how he sees himself. Right. He's going to just save the the whole world. He's the best of his age. You're the best 16-year-old. Come on. He's the brightest witch of his age. (laughs) Jeez Louise. (laughs) You missed the nerd alert button on that one. 
Um, oh. See, I miss them because I just don't know. <laughs> nerd alert! Because you guys are nerds. So, Clary... <laughs> I have to explain that. Sorry. <laughs> Clary is over here like, uh, what about my mom? <laughs> Valentine has her and is doing God knows what to her. Um, I'm not waiting for your bureaucratic bullshit. Right? <laughs> the only problem is that they don't know where to start looking for Jocelyn. Until Jace reminds them that there's a block on Clary's mind. And he he does say, he he says it's um, underneath all that pretty red, uh, under those pretty red curls. Oh, yes. And immediately Clary, like, touches her hair because she's such a girl. Oh, oh this like, old thing? <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, because you can't. You, you can't receive a compliment from a hot boy without then immediately being like, oh. I can't like, receive a compliment from anyone. Someone's like, oh, I like your shirt. Thanks, I got it at Ross for $3. <laughs> it was on clearance. Why? Because you're trying to show off your... your uh, Frugalism? Yeah. It makes you a good partner. So, of course, because Jace is clearly flirting with Clary right in front of everybody. Pretty curls. Simon gets all pissy again. Because he's like, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot. I like her too. Yeah. I, I peed on her first. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jay suggests letting the Silent Brothers take a crack at Clary's mind and find what's been hidden there. And he offers to go with her. I put here that she reluctantly agrees, but she doesn't actually agree. She's just kind of like, uh. And Jay's like, yeah, we're going to do that. So Jason and Simon get into a mini pissing match, even more. Like Simon's like, "Don't, don't talk to her like that. No one's gonna like break into her mind." And you know, I get that he's being protective, but he's also like, "You didn't care when you were kissing Isabel's feet in the kitchen earlier, and she like went off to, I don't know, yeah. getting annoyed." Yeah. And I get it. Boys are stupid. I think it's just that it's that comment about her hair. It, yeah, it, like snapped him back. Uh huh. And he's like, "Wait, no, I love her." Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and Isabel just kind of it, like Alec is like, "You're not even supposed to be here." And Jace is like, "Yeah, you're not supposed to be here, mind you." I don't know where Hodges at this point. He I thought he wanted anything. Chinese food, so hmm? I thought he would have been eating Chinese food. He is. He he was there eating Chinese food, but then then like he doesn't say anything about Simon. Speak up. He's children, children, calm down. But now, ain't got nothing to say. Right, he's got nothing to say. And then Simon, like, gets up and escorts, or Isabel gets up and escorts Simon out. And Clary doesn't say anything. That is just odd to me. She's like, okay, kick my best friend out who I begged to come here. Like, she just waves at him as he walks down the hall. Right, she's not going to see him out? No, that's weird. Well, and the fact that she's not like, no, he should stay. Like, let him, come on, like, let him stay. No, she's no. just like, all right, bye. This is my place now. Right? It's just, it's a weird situation. I, and I, I mean, like, I'm sure she's emotionally exhausted from all the information she, like, has been downloaded. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, that would make me want to have my best friend with me more. I would think I'd want to go home with him and come back. I'll come back tomorrow. Right. I need sleep. I need, you know, mm-hmm. a parent. Right. That I know and trust. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stay at this, like, Mm-mm. especially with all these, like, people that were raised by people that were in a cult. Like, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Regardless like, that they knew your mom, they're doing bad stuff, too. Right. So Clary gets up. She's not hungry. 
She's tired. She wants to go to bed. She goes to leave. She's got, she's got the cold sweats. She's got the meat sweats. <laughs> Don't ever call it that. <laughs> what the hell are meat sweats? Like, have you eaten, like, the BGs? No, like, like, if you eat too much, <laughs> it's a friendle thing. If you eat too much meat, you start sweating because you can't, like, process it. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Anyways. It's all, I think it's all hitting, hitting her at once at this point. She goes out into the hallway and she kind of has tunnel vision. She sees Simon and Isabel and she wonders to herself, like, when did Simon become Isabel's responsibility? Yeah. Robin's going to read the exact quote. She's better than me. I really wish the page numbers were the same. Okay. If there was one thing she was learning from all this... It was how easy it was to lose everything you had always thought you'd have forever. Mm. I guess, but you're 15. What's forever when you're 15? I think you're being a little jaded. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. But I think you're, you're BFFs. Like, especially Simon. Like, especially her whole world is falling apart. Her apartment's gone. Her mom's gone. Her Luke clothes is gone. are gone. Listen, she's giving up on Simon. She could easily have just said, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll walk him out. Or just straight up gone home with him. She's losing Simon. That's her bad. Simon's But her, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Simon is totally her responsibility. Yeah, her fault. She, she's going emo. Mm-hmm. Full emo. But also, okay, maybe I'm thinking too much into this, and I'm sorry. I'm going to just pause for a second. She's having tunnel vision. She's got cold sweats. Is she having a panic attack? Okay. Well, it's hot, and maybe they don't have AC there, but why would she be having cold but sweats? But, like, they co- she comments on how cooler it is in the hallway than it was in the kitchen. Okay. And her shirt's, like, sticking to her. Okay. And that that's a lot of information to get downloaded. That's a lot of revelations to happen i mean and she's exhausted what she if we retrace her Mm -hmm. steps back i don't know why i'm doing this pandemonium murder the next day she wakes up she goes out with simon Mm -hmm. her mom gets kidnapped Kidnapped. she almost gets she kills a demon almost gets murdered and then she is in a coma for three days. Mm-hmm. She wakes up from that coma, goes back to her, like, instantly goes back. Wakes up from that coma, gets, like, turned down by Luke and said, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah, I then, forgot about that. Then she goes with Jace to her apartment. He has to <clears throat> get the Forsaken. Get? Kill the Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Which she doesn't um, do any of the heavy lifting, but it's still trauma. Right. Finds out about Madame Dorothea. Mm-hmm. Finds out Gets about her mom. sucked through a portal. That, not sucked through. She did that. Dummy. She well, it's, it in. says she got sucked That's through. That's fair. She shouldn't have opened the door. <clears throat> Curiosity killed the cat, you know. It's still trauma. Right. So then they're at Luke's. They break into his house. Mm-hmm. They are hiding behind the stuff. Find out all this crazy junk about Luke and... The men that killed Jace's father, then they go back to the Institute, go upstairs to the Hodge, and they just barrages her. So she hasn't even had a minute to breathe since Yeah, there's no happening. time to process. It's trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. So, yeah, like, I could totally see her having a panic attack right now. Yeah, she's done. I would be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm done. She's done. We donezo. We donezo. It's nice to see you defending her, Kristen. Are you guys getting back together? I don't know. I'm still annoyed with her, but maybe we're not in a fight anymore. Okay. Maybe we're in the healing stages. You're just bickering now. Yeah. <laughs> so the next part of the chapter is a dream sequence that is kind of clunky. So I'm going to do the best I can to summarize. So she is dressed in green and dancing with Simon, who's all in a black, all in black. And they're moving around a dance floor. Simon asks Clary if she's looking for someone more interesting than him because she's kind of scanning in the room. And in the midst of noticing how good-looking Simon is, he suddenly transforms into Jace, who's all in white and welcoming her by whispering into her ear, which is just gross. Yeah. Welcome to the glass city. Clary notices that Isabel and Alex are... Alec! God! Clary said it right the first time. Notices that Isabel and Alec are there as well, and they're both dressed in blue. And she asks Jace where Simon is, and he says that uh, they're in the place for the living and urges her to wake up by whispering to do so in her ear. Mm. I think that it's very strange to point out that the author is pointing out the color everyone is wearing because it's not something that she's really been shown as her style thus far and ex- I mean you she kind of nonchalantly explains things but she doesn't go into super big detail I think about right because I'm still unsure if Jace wears a mock turtleneck and <laughs> <laughs> right cargo pants I mean they're like they're dressed in black but it was right. I, I don't think it's something she really like hammers on Mm-mm. on what people are wearing so do you think that that's something important or do you think it's just a coincidence I think everything in dreams in these books are important. Okay. I I mean, I don't know so much about the color, but it's obviously pointing out that she is a little jealous with Simon and, and stuff, which kind of makes me wonder why the hell she didn't try to walk him out. Like, if you're, you're clearly looking at him, he's good looking, you're noticing how good looking he is in your dream, how, you know, how are you not trying to be with, like, hang out with him more? Sorry, the dog is licking the book. <laughs> Stop it, Penny. I think, and as we find out later, colors are really important in Shadowhunters world. I mean, obviously to Clary, they don't mean anything at this point. And to me, they mean nothing, but that's okay. That's cool. Clary wakes up still in a cold sweat, probably from the night prior. Mm -hmm. And Jace is restraining her. Because she tried to hit him again. Like, seriously, girl, stop. What? She doesn't even seem very... um... Okay, she was asleep. So you can't really... Seriously, girl, stop her. Why am I defending Clary right now? I don't know. Maybe it's the author. Stop with the hitting. Okay. It's played out. No, it's not. It's real life. Do you know how often I hit my husband? All the time. I just... When I wake up, if someone was near me, I would be startled. I don't think Mm -hmm. I'd automatically start throwing punches. Or slaps. I feel bad. Like, I can't believe I just said I hit my husband all the time. Not, like, <laughs> playfully. Yeah. Playfully. I don't think this is playful. But she's also asleep. Like, it's your... Re- if you've gone through that much trauma in recent months, and you've been attacked, or in recent months, in recent days... No excuse. Don't do it. I mean, I think I'd be, like, swinging, too. And Violence also, is your love language. why trying to hold her down? Why is he that close to her? Why aren't you at the at the door he's saying, like, hey, wake up? Wiping away those curls. He's whispering curl in her ear to wake up. Because I think 
that's what's happening in the dream. He's like, hey, girl, hey, time to wake up. Who wakes somebody up like that? They deserve to get punched. Maybe he was trying to, like, not startle her. No. It is five in the morning. Maybe he's trying to be quiet. You know what? What? Tell me. What what do you think? My husband has come home in the middle of the night because he worked night shift. Mm -hmm. And just when he comes in, he kissed my forehead or whatever, and I was sleeping. And it woke me up, and it startled me. And I did the gaspy in breath, and I choked him. See? It happens. Mm-mm. Not to me. My husband comes home late sometimes from work, too, and I've never. It was three in the morning. I have screamed from being startled. It was just instant. Because I didn't feel him kiss me. It was when he was getting up, and I felt his presence on top of me. You know when you just feel like someone's staring mm-hmm. at you, and it's like this kind of, like, you feel heavy, and it's just, like, there's shadows on you? Amanda's psycho. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. And it just really startled me. So it the feels first, like a ghost. Mm-hmm, the first thing I could do, I just strangled. And then once I, my I hands. I just strangled him. Not, I just like. But once my hands were, I realized it was him. And then I turned it into a hug. <laughs> just kidding. I was loving it. I had to say face. Does he? Did he realize what you were doing, you think? Yeah, it was scary for both of us, I'm sure. Because it was, I, I don't remember making a noise. But I remember feeling like I made a noise, so I'm pretty sure it was like that. <gasps> Obviously, I don't want to blow your ears out, mm-hmm. but way louder. That's so funny. My, my husband knows better. No one no one wakes me up close to my face. If you want to wake me up, you stand at the fucking door, you flip the light on, and you say, wake up. I do not need anyone close. I don't like being woken up. I'm a monster. I don't like anyone near my face after I wake up. Like... But no. you're also such a morning person. And I'm not. I a am, but person. I don't. I don't want like. I need to get up on my own, and okay, have five minutes of peace before. Like I hate like when my husband like tries to roll over and like cuddle me in the morning. I'm like, get the f- off me. Like I don't want to be touched. Leave me alone. That's my favorite part of the morning. Andy Yuck. waking me up. Kristen's got hot sweats. She's got the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tofu sweats. Stop it. So, as Amanda said, it is 5 o'clock in the morning. No, thank you. There is a silent brother named Jeremiah who's waiting to speak with Clary, who's annoyed because she never actually agreed to having this meeting. And Jace tells her that um, if she wants to find out what happened to her mom, that brother Jeremiah is the key. The silent brothers are the key to help unlock her mind. And he has, quote, a great sense of humor for a guy who never says anything. Mm-mm. Okay, everyone's Mm-mm. read this chapter, so I'm going to just ask, at what point does he have a sense of humor? I don't know that I saw ever saw it. I think Jace is just being a smartass. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, Clary changes, meets Jace in the hall. I have something to add here. Tell me. Because when she's changing and, like, getting... It says she rinses out her mouth... Has this girl not brushed her teeth in a week? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. She should have had a toothbrush at loose. Uh, that's what I thought. But it says she rinses out her mouth. I'm like, hmm. You nasty. Maybe with mouthwash. You need to brush Still your teeth. Still, you nasty. Mouthwash after you brush your They're teeth. They're furry. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I, I have an 11 year old who doesn't like to brush her teeth, so. Mm-hmm. It's on my radar. <laughs> Jace is in the hall with Church, who is circling restlessly between Jace's legs because the silent brothers make him nervous. 
And I really wish that there was more of a backstory on this cat. Gotta know about this cat. I got to. Gots to gots to. So, Mm -hmm. did one of you say he was Persian? Did I read that? It's a blue Persian, yeah. It was a quote in the book. Okay. It was a quote in the book. It was in the book. I'm glad that we do this because I missed some of these parts that I think I must just... I still quickly read. read. Yeah. I still picture him as an orange cat. Me too! I think of him as black. Just because orange All cats black. are my fave. I oh. always pictured him as an orange cat. And then when whenever I read it, I remember and I'm like, crap. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting what he looks like. Yeah, he's a ginger. Wait. In, it, in my mind. He's in my head. Yeah, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Googling blue Persian, by the way. I don't know what that looks okay. like. It's like gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So <clears throat> they make their way to the library. Church doesn't follow. The silent brothers make him nervous. Inside the library is dark, and there's only slight filtered light that's um, coming through the windows and illuminating the room. And Clary kind of thinks that Jace is playing a trick on her because he's a douchebag, and because she can only see Hodge. But then, Brother Jeremiah creepily rises from the shadows. And was that really necessary, or does this dude just have a flair for the dramatic? Okay, like, really quick. I finally got a picture of this cat. <laughs> he is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is all. It's just, holy cow. Mm-hmm. With his squishy face. Yes. <gasps> so soft. Yep. Now you can imagine. Now I, now I get it. Okay. Google yeah. the blue Persian for the story. It's great. We'll post a picture on our Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Churchy. I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. It was absolutely unnecessary. I think it's just, I th- I think they like being creepy. He's got a flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. Just stand there like a normal person. Yeah, like, hey, how you doing? What's Obviously, up? he doesn't speak, but. I mean. Right. In your head, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Clary notices that this dude is literally making no sound. He doesn't have any footsteps. His cloak, like <laughs> seriously, he's wearing the cloak, but it's not wrestling when he's moving. And Hodge tells Clary, duh, they're silent. Yeah, they really mean silent, <laughs> brothers. I don't think she took it so literally or didn't even know what to think. But Hodge explains to Clary that him and Jace must have been talking and he sided with him, saying that she should get to make the decision about the contents of her own mind. And that Clary needs to be the one to choose if she wants the help of the Silent Brothers unlocking her mind. And I'm assuming that everybody wants her to choose to get help because it could only benefit them. So why are they, like, trying to creep her out? Waking her up at 5 o'clock in the morning, coming creepy through the shadows. Like, it just seems all backwards. I don't think that the things that the Silent Brothers are doing, like, coming in the morning and being creepy. I don't think that's specifically for Claire. I think that's just the way they are. I think they're just creepy and it's their whole ambiance and it has really nothing to do with Clary herself. So we've seen lots of buildup to the silent brothers because even Jace is, he admits he's scared of them. Right. So you would think knowing that even a trained shadow hunter warrior is kind of freaked out by these guys. Do this a little more gentle. Turn the lights on. Light Don't a, be so creepy. Yeah, light yes. a gas lamp in the library. Mm-hmm. Walk in and have the man standing there and then have, like, introduce them to Clary. Don't 
rise from the shadows in your billowy, soundless yeah. cloak. Let's meet in the kitchen over coffee. Yeah, make this a little more gentle. You, you know, I mean, something that I think I'm probably reading into a little a little too much. Um, they do say that it's at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm assuming Jace wasn't up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So Hodge goes and wakes up Jace to wake up Clary. I think we're this point of view from the story is Clary's point of view. We're in her mm-hmm. mind. Okay. So I'm assuming there was a conversation and a plan made after she went to bed. That's true. She did just kind of take off and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Or I don't passed know. out. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't know what time it was that she Or that. had a panic attack and passed out. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> who else falls asleep in the fucking hallway? Whichever way you want to look at it. No one does that. That's weird. And of course, Jace puts her, like, Jace has been putting, to her, putting her to bed a lot. I'm just saying. I don't think, yeah, I think that they're just... And because the way Hodge was talking about the Silent Brothers, they're so highly regarded. I don't think, like, you would ask them to do anything differently than the way they normally do things. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be, like... I think that Hodge gets to pick the meeting place inside the Institute, and he can turn on a fucking light. Yeah, yeah fair. I mean, yeah, maybe that's they fair. do what they do, but, yeah, I agree. Regardless, they're going to be creepy. But Hodge is creepy, too, so... Well, maybe they kept it in the dark because of his face. Let her, oh. let her meet him first. But his cloak is covering, his hood, the hood oh, on his yeah. cloak is covering his face. Is it less weird that it's covering his face in the dark? Or like... But he steps into the light. <laughs> I don't Regardless. Know. I think they're just creepy. And we need to move yeah. On. yeah. Okay. He speaks, he being Brother Jeremiah, speaks, and it transmits directly inside Clary's brain. Now, do you think that this is in his, like, voice? Does I do. Does everyone hear him the same? His I voice do. in her mind, yeah. Okay. I do. And, th- like, that literally makes my skin want to crawl. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's icky. So he does his thing. Must be getting in her brain somehow. And he says that the clayed blood in her body is dominant to her father's mundane lineage. Basically solidifying that she is a shadow hunter it is dominant blood and clary asks brother jeremiah if um he knew her mom because he used her name he said jocelyn Mm -hmm. and hodge talks for him and says that the silent the silent brothers keep exhaustive records of people that have been shadow hunters past present and jace with his sassy pants on Says that they can't be all that exhaustive if they didn't even know she was still alive. <laughs> like, good job, guys. It's true. <clears throat> I think the clave thinks of themselves a lot, like, high, thinks highly of themselves, and they're really arrogant. I guess all the shadow hunters we've met have been pretty freaking arrogant. Yeah. But I think it's just kind of like their nature. That's their thing. They think they're better than everybody, which is why downworlders hate them. Okay. <laughs> Brother Jeremiah says that Jocelyn most likely had the help of a warlock, as it's not easy to run away from the clave. So they thought that she didn't know that she was still alive because she had the help of a warlock. Mm-hmm. She would have just went on her own. They Anyway. They discuss her escape and why Hodge thinks that she took the mortal cup with her. Mm. Okay. That's something new that Hodge hasn't said before. Uh-huh. Dun, dun, dun. So now they think that, which is just even more. Like, they, I'm assuming they must want to get in Clary's mind now. Mm-hmm. If it'll lead to Jocelyn, who potentially has the mortal cup. 
because uh-huh. it was believed to be destroyed in a fire. Mm-hmm. Clary is angry and defensive and says that the Cleave obviously doesn't do as good of a job as they think they do keeping records, <laughs> as all these people keep rising from the dead. <laughs> now they're teaming up. And Brother Jeremiah interrupts her rambling, kind of what I think is almost forcefully in her brain, and just says that there's truth to be learned if they're patient enough to listen, which is good advice for these meddling children. (laughs) And he pulls his hood back. Again, is this truly necessary or just drama? And Clary has to fight the urge to cry out because he is described as follows. The archivist's head was bald, smooth, and white as an egg, darkly indented where his eyes had once been. They were gone now, his lips crisscrossed with a pattern of dark lines that resembled surgical stitches. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope, nope, nope. So much nope. Okay. Why do you think he looks like that? Yeah, are they born this way? No. Is it Maybelline? You don't say anything. I'll say it all. Because this is as far as I've read. Yeah, nothing has come up with anything, so you keep your mouth shut. Trap. Nuh-uh. Hodge told them. At the, at the end of my part. When they were talking about the thingies. Well, not at this moment. Okay. Right? Okay, never mind. I'll shut up. Okay, let's just... Amanda. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he looks this way? Um, I Maybe it, this is another punishment? And they've been banished, and they were talking too much shit. And so they were like, no more shit talking. Snitches get stitches, That's right. literally. Across your lips. Across your okay, lips. Okay, so clearly he can read, go into your mind and, and speak to you. He doesn't have eyes. So how is he not bumping into walls and shit? You know, so mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um. I think, to your question before, was it necessary? I mean, at some point, he had to take his hood off. So. Did he, though? I mean. In this interaction? What are you going to do? I think he, like, just dramatically be like, calm down, young children. Check me out. (laughs) Maybe that's why Jace thinks he's funny. (laughs) Maybe. Hodge ends up persuading Clary to let Brother Jeremiah do his thing. And he comes up and touches her face like a Vulcan mind meld. Hmm. And she gets this pressure and drawing sensation that washes over her. And these random images flash and kind of pass in her mind. And Jace calls out basically from afar saying, that's enough. And the meld is broken. The block in her mind remains via spell. And Brother Jeremiah says that she will have to go to the Bone City and stand before the Brotherhood. Jace looks pale and says that she shouldn't have to go if she doesn't want to, but she does, and he agrees to go with her. Jace's demeanor is super weird about Clary going. Yeah, like, maybe when she's seeing these images, something's happening to her body that she's not noticing. Convulsing or something that he's just like, whoa, Oh, whoa. like, from what Jace's perspective is like, what the f- yeah. is he doing to her? yes. But it's almost like, don't take her. She doesn't need to go. Well, he's scared. Clearly, he, he knows seemed... what the Silent Brothers are capable of because Hodge did tell them what the Silent Brothers are capable of. Yeah, they've seen weird stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they can crack open a man and leave him screaming and in the dark with right. just their minds. It's freaky. And mm-hmm. why would they do that? So maybe he, you know, th- yeah. 
Because they're the most feared. But at the same time, why would they do that to Clary? They wouldn't. It's just what they're capable But they would use her up. If it meant Mm -hmm. them getting the information or her dying, they would choose her dying. They don't have any, like, it's neither here nor there. No emotion. No. Yeah. Information is information. They all just want the gossip. (laughs) They want Mm -hmm. the hot gossip. Okay, so did you find what you were looking for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was while they were at the dinner table still and when Jace brought up the silent brothers because simon says those must be some killer late fees (laughs) the silent brothers are archivists but that is not all they are interrupted hodge sounding as if he were running out of patience in order to strengthen their minds they have chosen to take upon themselves some of the most powerful runes ever created the power of these runes is so great that the use of them he broke off and clary heard alec's voice in her head saying they mutilate themselves well it warps and twists their physical form they are not warriors in the sense that other shadow hunters are warriors their powers are of the mind not the body so the runes they take makes them look crazy and not be able to speak or see yeah okay sounds like fun so they are going jace and clary are going to go with brother Jeremiah. Jeremiah. But as I have through my whole section that Robin had said and then decided not to say, I'm going to do it. We're going to call him Bro J because brother Jeremiah is far too long and he will be discussed a lot in this portion. So Clary and Jay stand outside of the Institute waiting for Bro J and she wishes that Hodge could have come with them because she feels um, like he, she feels that he could help her think. I don't know, like... I guess that makes sense. He's the only real adult sort of Mm -hmm. in her life right now. And I don't know what she would think he could do, like overpower these silent brothers or something. She just trusts him Mm because he's been honest with her. Yeah. And she's desperate for any adult she can trust and cling on to because she's broken and tortured. Yep. So Clary feels guilty for forgetting Simon, forgetting to call Simon the night before and makes sure he got home safe. Yeah, she should. And uh, Jace says that Weaselface is probably at home drooling about Isabel. Clary wonders um, if they might date, and the thought of that fills her with horror. <laughs> he is so jelly of Simon with the weasel face. Like, come on. But why does it fill her with horror? Is she jealous also? Like, yeah. everyone's just jealous of everyone. Hormones. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think it's just like a love hexagon. I don't know. Oh, gosh. It's too much. Yeah. Okay, so a black a black horse-drawn carriage glamoured as a sleek black car pulls up to the curb with Brojay at the reins. They climb in and away they go. So, for me, <laughs> I just have to say this is a little like, eh. Come on. You took a portal to the last place you went, and now you're going to take a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> what the hell? That is just a little like... Okay, I don't know. That's weird. It is. So on I'm, the ride. I'm, I'm not a big fan either. Yeah. So. It's just, it's, I hope it doesn't come up again. I hope for the most part they take it does, yeah. the subway or a portal or something. Yeah. Yeah. So on this ride that they take to, um, I had to clarify, it. the Bone City is the same as the Silent City. Mm-hmm. I was a little confused. So on the way to Silent City, the two of them uh, joke about poetry and music. 
And it kind of seems like a first date to me. I don't know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So Clary asks why uh, Jace chose not to tell Hodge that the men talking with Luke are the men that killed his father. And Jace tells her that if Hodge knew about them, he would know Jace wants to kill Valentine. And he thinks that uh, Hodge wouldn't let him try. So I think, I feel like I'm missing something. Because why would he want to kill Valentine when it's these dudes? So I think at this point, he has made a connection in his mind that these guys, because they work for Valentine and because they came to Luke on behalf of Valentine, and now he knows that his his father left the circle. Okay. I think he's thinking Valentine sent these guys to kill his father for his betrayal. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, but it just seems like, well, what about Hodge and, you know, the Lightwoods? They're still alive. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I think I, just, I don't. I think it's like sixteen-year-old mind. Like this is how I connect the dots. And yeah, okay, that's true. It's his thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's emotional. I mean, it's his dad. Like, obviously, you're not gonna really think straight right away. You're gonna be like, "Vengeance for my father." Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Yes. Yeah, good segue because <laughs> eventually, Jay starts to uh, tell his story to Clary that he was ten when his father was murdered, and they lived in the countryside of Idris. One day, they heard someone coming up the driveway, and his father told him to hide under the stairs. The men that they had seen at Luke's came in. They had forsaken with them. His father was overpowered, and his throat was cut. The blood ran down to Jace's feet, but he had to stay hidden. Dude. One of the things that we never, ever hear about, and really annoys me, is what happened after this? Yeah. He lived alone with his dad. So what happened after these guys left? He's just got, like, this, his dead body. Well, maybe Robert, the parabatai, came to check on them or, you know, he hasn't heard from his friend in a while or something. I don't know. But, like, what what at, what is 10-year-old Jace going to do at this point? Does he go run for help? Ride a Does horse. Does he call somebody? Call I mean, the police. Yeah, ride a horse, go into town. What? You didn't get my joke. What? Call the police. Call the police. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is true. That's I. That's not something I had thought of for some reason. That's a really good point. What would a 10-year-old do at that point in this situation? It's not a normal 10-year-old. Ex- and he still. knows he's not normal, right? It's not like his dad had, had, had hidden this world because no, no, no. he he's taught him about a shadow everything. The whole time, yeah. So maybe and he knew to reach country. out to the institute or something. There's not an institute there. In, yeah, because they lived in Idris. Oh, right. That's right. Okay. But like... Anyway, I have questions. I don't have answers. Okay. (laughs) So then Jace tells Clary that his purpose, basically in life, is to kill demons and get revenge for his father. So Clary asks if all demons are evil. I would think they are all evil. I think that she knows that some downworlders are part demon. So she's trying to ask if they're evil also. Okay. The word demon just sounds evil, but I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense because, like, warlocks are only half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I guess that's what he does explain. He explains that vampires, warlocks, and vampires are part human. Hey. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> so they belong in this world. You mean vampires, warlocks, and werewolves? 
Yes, because I said vampires and vampires. Yeah. I thought that's what you were laughing about. (laughs) No, it's that I literally said the same thing. Oh, dumb me. So demons are interdimensional and can travel between different worlds. They use a place until it's useless and move on. Jace says the only thing stopping them from destroying our world is the Nephilim. Is that Nephilim? Our Nephilim, Nephilim, Mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Our, not is. It are the Nephilim. They go on discussing the potential for other worlds like ours. Warlocks have tried traveling between worlds, but they can't, and no one knows why. Jace explains that there are more demons getting through the gates, I guess they would call it, than ever. So more shadow hunters are being sent out. It's dangerous. Clary points out that if they had the mortal cup, they would be able to make more what she calls demon hunters. And then they arrive to the silent city, also mm-hmm. a.k.a. Bone City. Again, that was very confusing to me. Um, I also kind of thought that um, them flying in this carriage, like, I thought that this place would be farther away. They're not flying. Mm -hmm. They go go up and over. over cars. Oh, I thought that was more like a leap. They totally night bus it. I guess you're right. Like a leap. It is more of a leap. But still, you would think that having that capability, they're not just driving what I imagined was like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. down the road. So when they arrive, Clary reads the sign that says New York City Marble Cemetery. I don't know how comfortable I would be going to a cemetery to have my mind read. <laughs> but okay. I feel like that's the least strange thing she's seen. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, going back to their discussion, Clary asks if you get to choose to be a shadow hunter and if you can or if you can opt out. <laughs> yeah, like, no thanks, I'm good. I'm I'm out. Jace tells her that it's not an easy thing to do. He says that if you had a choice, if he had a choice, that he would still choose to do it because he's good at it. Of course he is. Whatever. (laughs) So once in the cemetery, the three come to a stop at a statue of an angel. Clary feels what I think sounds like deja vu. Uh, So I imagine it's something to do with the block in her mind. The statue is inscribed with the motto of the Shadow Hunters: "The descent is into hell is easy." Mm. Bro, Jay. <laughs> Wait, are you not gonna read what he says? What? Oh, in Latin. What? Oh, right. He makes a joke about what it really means, or what it. <laughs> it's literally like one of the biggest, most iconic lines from the entire series. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me find it. So, the words inscribed are in Latin. I'm not going to read the Latin. Um, Is that meant to be the mortal cup, she asked. Jace nodded. And that's the motto of the Nephilim, the Shadow Hunters. They're on the base. What does it mean? Jace's grin was a white flash in the darkness. It means Shadow Hunters, looking better in black than the widows of our enemies since 1234. (laughs) It's, It's like... It's yeah. iconic. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that was there. Yeah. He's a dork. Read it in Latin. <laughs> no. Good luck. <laughs> you know more Latin than I do. You recognize it as Latin. Go. Okay. Sorry. I was listening. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> at the statue, Bro J <laughs> uses a stele to draw a rune on the statue and it opens to allow them to enter. As Clary is following Jace down into a creepy entrance, Brojay grabs her arm with his cold, weird hand. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine it being very long. Yeah. He says to her, do not fear. It would take more than a single human cry to wake these dead. 
That's his humor. Ugh. That's the humor. I guess. That Jace was talking about. Because it is funny. Maybe. If you're not her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you're on the outside looking in. Yeah. yeah. So they continue to walk down this long tunnel made up of marble arches. Jace tells Cleary it's a mausoleum where they bury their dead. Bro J clarifies that there's another larger ossuary? Ossuary. Ossuary. Ossuary? Okay. In Idris. He goes on saying, those who die in battle are burned. Their ashes used to make the marble arches that you see here. The blood and bone of demon slayers itself is a powerful protection against evil. Even in death, the clave serves the cause. Mm-hmm. Creepy. So they're surrounded cold? by dead bodies. Literally. <laughs> That's why it's the silent city. Yep. Because the dead don't talk. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. That is what Clary realizes in this moment, that it's called the Silent City because uh, the people that live there are the brothers whom do not speak and dead people. I totally didn't even read that you wrote that You're there. fine. <laughs> like, I just think that must be really uncomfortably quiet. So. Well, and it's creepy. not even like they're shuffling around and stuff. Like, these people legit make no noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. You can't even hear a pen drop because they just. Yeah. What are they writing, Amanda? Come on. <laughs> So they finally come upon a table where the silent brothers are seated. Broje tells Clary to stand before the council. Creepily, all at the same time, their brothers pu- push back their cowls, showing their scarred faces and eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers all greet her at the same time. Clary tells them to stop. She explains that they basically, like, they have her permission to go into her head, but not until she's ready. Yeah, I'd be nervous, too. Don't blame her. Mm-hmm. She points out that they want to know what's in her head, too. So basically, just be careful. I know you want to know, so just be nice. <laughs> the brothers come into her head asking questions like her name and who she is. She suddenly starts seeing images. Her mother rushing down a dark street, bare black trees, a coffin being lowered into the ground. Again, her mother hiding a box with the initials JC from her. The, init- the images continued and came faster. She sees her mother with Luke and could hear her mother ask, Why now, Lucian? I thought you were dead. She noticed that Luke looked much different. In the park again, she sees fairies buzzing around. She reached for one, and her mother swept her up as if she was afraid of them. They were in a, a doorway labeled the Magnificent. A hand lifted her chin, and she saw the words Magnus Bane on the walls, burning her eyes. On a wall... She feels a sudden pain in her arm, and the images are gone. She opens her eyes and on the cold f- is on the cold floor in the fetal position, her arm bleeding. Before she can even regain her own thoughts, Broje is in her mind. He tells her, The block inside your mind is stronger than we had anticipated. It can be safely undone, but only by the one who put it there. For us to remove it would be to kill you. So Jace tries to get a good look at Clary's elbow. She jokes, asking if this is when he will rip off his shirt to bind her wound. Like she just found out, this might kill me, but I'm going to joke about your shirt coming off. So. She wants to see the V. Yeah, and that's what he, he jokes back, saying, if you wanted to see me without my clothes on, you should have just asked. Yeah, he's into her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He wants to take his clothes off. Well, at least his shirt. I don't know. Y-A. <laughs> so <laughs> Jace used his stele, stele to heal Clary's elbow although she still had blood on her she was completely healed which is totes cool super neat Jace bur- uh, turns to Broje asking him if he has any thoughts on the situation 
he tells them that uh, he's just supposed to basically like kick him out. Kick rocks. Time to go. <laughs> I'm just supposed to lead you out. We're done with you. You're yeah. no use to us anymore. Yeah, we couldn't so. figure Goodbye. it out, so bye. <laughs> uh, at the exit, Jace suggests that they take a cab because he hates car- the carriage. Because I didn't really get the feeling Bro J was going to give them a ride anyway. So I'm assuming no. the cab was a good idea. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Bro J was creepy. Yeah. And we got to figure out who Magnus Bane is. Mm-hmm. Or what Magnus Bane is, I guess. Because mm-hmm. Clary gets mad. I don't even know if that's even a name. Mm-hmm. So excited. Kristen's yeah. making excited faces. So much to come. Yes. Much to come. The next couple <laughs> chapters are really awesome. I, I love them. I get excited. We're finally in the turning point in the book where yeah. it starts to get a little bit more. It's less information and more story that's great we have more to discuss yeah because i mean with a fantasy like this you have to build the world so it it kind of it just is what it is Mm -hmm. you kind of have to do the information and the building and the you know the foundation and then you can get into the fun stuff okay so next week episode we are going to be reviewing chapter 11 titled magnus bane wow for behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlderdishpodcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.